Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This is Chris Fetters of dogman.com, and I'm here with Scott Eklund, and we are in the I guess your post-practice media room. Old media room. The old media room. Everyone's working in the new media room, which they never did in spring. So we were always back there doing the podcast, Mm -hmm. and now they're there. We've moved into the old media room. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's Friday. Day one practice is in the books for fall camp. And pretty eventful all the way around, Scott. Now, I had the, the idea of splitting things up so you would deal with the offense and I would kind of deal with the defense. But I think we'll start off right off the bat with some of the things that Jimmy Lake talked about in his post-practice press conference. The first, obviously, is the fantastic news that uh, Zion Tupola Fatui is way ahead of schedule. He, you know, obviously he had an Achilles injury, non-contact injury in the middle of spring, so that would have been mid-April, and it's now early August, and Jimmy Lake says for sure he's going to play 2021 regular season. We, you know, before it was th- we were thinking maybe Apple Cup bowl game, that kind of thing. Now, Jimmy almost makes it sound like it could be midseason. We That's tried to, what I took it as. We yeah. tried to tie him down to see when exactly he was anticipating Zion being available, and he says, well, just teams better watch out. Mm-hmm. They better be ready. So um, what do you take from that? Because obviously it's fantastic news, but at the same time, is he is this just more optimistic Jimmy, or do we think it could really happen? Well, I didn't think it was optimistic Jimmy. when I when, So... Kim and I were standing there. You were you were in another part videoing, and Kim and I were kind of standing there as he was taking pictures of guys. And um, I said, I saw him, and I just said, "Hey, how, how's your how's the Achilles?" And he goes, "Coming along." And he just smiled at me. And and uh, yeah, just to make sure people understand, yeah. Zion was there today. He was in his jersey, not working out. He was not work. He didn't work out at all. But there were other guys that were hurt, like. You know, Alfonso Tupatala was there, and we're under the impression that they had similar injuries mm-hmm. in the spring. Uh, Davon Banks didn't practice, but he had a jersey on. But then um, there were other players that were there, but weren't exactly sure what was going on with them. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Zion, we just—I was kind of thinking, okay, this is, you know, kind of what Jimmy was saying about Leatu uh, Latu. He was going to be there to yeah. help the guys around. Get, you know, be. You know, Cheerleader is probably the wrong term, mm-hmm. but he was there to help him, encourage him, yeah. show him what's going on because he's he's an experienced guy. Mm-hmm. Well, now we find out that he's he's kind of taking the mental reps now he's too. Got it, he's, yeah. he's, he's really kind of focused in on what's going on. So I think that's uh, obviously a very very good development. Absolutely, and and I mean if you look at the outside linebacker depth, you got Ryan Bowman, you got Braylon Trice, you got um, Jeremiah Martin, you got Savell Smalls. And you have um, I'm yeah, Jordan Lolohea. Yeah, and Jordan Lolohea and Cooper McDonald, right. who is one who could move inside, can swing inside a little bit. Carson Bruner, for those who don't know, he moved in the spring outside, but now he, w- he was taking all the reps inside. Yeah, he's a guy <laughs> that can be a swing linebacker as yeah. well. Like, I'm kind of envisioning, not necessarily in the same exact way, 
But you know how Tevis Bartlett did all that movement from inside yep. outside. Those guys, Bruner and McDonald, to me, are those guys that can kind of swing inside outside depending on scheme, yep. depending on availability and what they need to do. Yeah, so I I just, um, you know, when I, when I watched Zion walking around, I was like, man, he's not limping at all. He just looked like he was just a regular guy, didn't have a cast on, didn't have... Man, you can't because he, he was wearing low socks. You couldn't yeah. even see a scar or anything. But on we him. didn't see him run. No, we he didn't, didn't run. Him. He was just walking around. Yeah, he wasn't jogging stuff. around. And I remember anything. Kim saying to me, "Do you think he could play this?" And I go, "Walking around's a lot different than yeah. running around." And because Tupatala was doing the same thing, explosive and yeah, Tupatala, and he didn't look like he had any ill effects from things either. So um, I think we're going to have to p- be patient. I think midseason is probably a, a pretty good idea. I was thinking when it, beginning of Pac-12. Yeah, players, I, you know, maybe the end. Of September I'm thinking more like October probably is what we're looking at you don't want to push it because then if he goes out and re-injures it you lose him again and this time it could be even way worse than than um you know what it was before right so you want to you want to make sure and I'm not saying you double push him back or they'll let him push himself back all I'm saying is for the fans who want why won't they get him out there now get him out as fast as you can you got to make sure he's 100 percent ready to go before you even let him start to think about getting out there because the last thing you want to do is get him injured again. And then the second thing is that I wanted to point out was Jimmy was asked about Zion and some of his weight loss, and he's leaned down. He's lost about almost 20 pounds. Well, they have him down to 260 from 280. Yeah, he said he lost 18 pounds, I think is what he had said. and so. But he said that he's leaner, he's just as strong as he was before, um, and he feels faster and more explosive. And, and Jimmy said this is the weight that we really think he's the best fit at. Yeah, because obviously that's going to make him just as explosive, if not more. Um, clearly, I don't, I don't know how much upper body he mm-hmm. still should have been able to train because um, obviously the, the – Injury was to his lower body, so that's the hard part. Getting There's that certain back. things you can't do, though, right. upper body, if you don't have your legs to, right. to stabilize you. And right, stuff, so. but it sounds like, yeah. I mean, they, they made it sound like his rehab was, has been kind of nothing short of miraculous. And they said, and Jimmy said he has been a model for other kids to understand if you attack your rehab like he attacked his rehab, this could happen. So this is why it's always good to go 100% every day in your rehab instead of, you know, it's so easy to get down, to be frustrated by prog- by the lack of progress maybe that you see. Maybe internally the doctors can see a lot of progress, but you're not seeing, the th- you're used to doing c- certain things and being able to move certain ways without pain or anything, and especially as an athlete like him. And to not be able to do those things, that can definitely cause you frustration and it can get you down and all that kind of stuff. It sounds like Zion has not been that guy. Yeah, it also was interesting, too, when he mentioned all that stuff. My kind of original thought was, okay, maybe clearly he's attacked it, so there's the work part of it. But I'm also wondering either he's a great healer, which some people just Mm -hmm. generally are, or... After a few weeks when it really kind of the, the inflammation went down, all the other stuff, maybe they realized because it was a non-contact injury too, maybe it just wasn't as severe as maybe what, what was originally thought. Yeah, well, and did you ask that question? No, I did. Some, no. I think it was Kim might have asked that question. And um, Jimmy basically said, no, it was as bad as we thought it was. It was yeah. just He's just really done really well in, in the rehab and his body has healed up quickly. Yeah, so that obviously is the great news. Now, obviously, there's, there's usually yeah. some bad news with the good news. 
The bad news is is that both Mickey Ayu and Will Latu, both inside linebackers, are not going to be with the team this fall. Uh, Jimmy turned them personal and family reasons. It doesn't sound like it had anything to do with them or grades or yeah, so, anything no, it's like just, that. It's it just, sounds like stuff that just you, family sometimes stuff. Sometimes some crap you got to take care of. Yep. Nope. Yep. We all have to deal with it sometimes. Um, even as adults, we have to deal with it. So, um, and he went later on. He kind of amended it to say, "Look, they may not be a part of the team right now. We're we're certainly not closing the door if they want to return." We are just kind of... They have to move ahead. Right, but we're, but he said we're also kind of sensitive to the idea that they need to deal with their stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. And once they take care of it, if they want to return... So I'm thinking, is it kind of Taj Davis opting out and then coming mm-hmm. back? Is it something like, like that? that? It certainly sounds like they left in good standing, so there's no issues there. So one thing I want to clear up for people who were questioning in the thread when I said that Mickey Ayu almost makes an interception or um, or we saw Will Latu on the sidelines or something like that. Yeah. We thought that was the case. We thought number I we I thought, still think Will Latu was there. Yeah. But we we thought that Ayu had changed his number from ten to eighteen and it just hadn't made it on the roster, right? Yeah, and I still don't know who eighteen yeah, is. Yeah, I don't either. No none of us do. And there was a number eighty eight on defense that you found out was a linebacker. Yeah, from kid from Gig, Gig Harbor. Harbor. Yeah, yeah. So walk on, and so um, people need to understand. We don't. The people even on the sidelines, the media people, don't always know exactly what's happening right at that time. Or if they did, they couldn't tell us. Yeah, I was gonna say pra- practice doesn't slow down for yeah. us. We don't go, hey, coach. What, who is that who is guy? That? Yeah, they, and, that doesn't happen. Yeah, and so we're going off of our best guess yeah. about, and nobody corrected us. And tons of people change yeah. numbers all the time. Yeah, it I'm, happens a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Jeremiah Martin changed numbers, mm-hmm. uh, Braylon Trice changed numbers. Um, there's a ton of guys. Jalen Polk, yeah, Jalen Polk, yeah, yeah changed numbers. Um, so there's just a bunch of guys yeah. that you have to get used to, and then obviously there are the newcomers mm-hmm. who, you know, like I'm looking at Braylon Trice, and I'm thinking, boy, he looks like Benning Potawai. Yeah. You know, of course, I know Benning's not playing yeah. anymore, but it, you have to remember yeah. that, especially when they look the same kind of body type and all that, yeah. um, it can get so, it can get very confusing. So I at times. apologize for the confusion. We weren't trying to confuse anybody. We were confused ourselves. We didn't know what was going on with either of those guys. So, um, I, and I'm sure Will Latu, you that probably was Will Latu. Yeah, there's there was a, the there was a kid on the sideline wearing a yeah. purple husky shirt. Just out there, and I and I'm almost positive it was yeah. Will. And and the person that I know that is very close to him, um, I texted them to see what was going on, and this person said um, that he isn't talking about it. Right. Yeah. Well, even and, to them. And if so. I remember correctly, too, and I don't remember how long ago this happened, but I thought he had someone in his family he was very very close to passed away. That's like remember possible. when he did his commitment video and it was part of it was actually at a cemetery or or um, there was a there was a there was a where he did it yeah and i can't remember who mm-hmm. it was and i apologize i don't i don't remember all the facts but i do yeah. remember that part of it so i don't know if there's still more family stuff yep. that he is going through um, but again jimmy made it very very clear he goes we we want to be very um supportive of them Sensitive. and help them in every way but we also want to make sure they have the space to take care of their business and the way they, they have need to. to, they have to move on as if they are not right. going to return because no one cares that two guys have left the program. Right. So and so now, um, taking or if you take away um, 
the guy who left following spring football. Or Josh Calvert. Josh Calvert. If you take away Josh Calvert, that's three guys. That, and Alfonso Tupatala, who we don't know if he's going to return or not. Right. Jimmy didn't really address that at all. So that's four guys from middle linebacker that were not, that they were thinking would be there that are not there, um, you know, now. And so currently the, the two starters at middle linebacker were Adifuan Ulafosio and Jackson Sermon. And then behind them were um, I saw Daniel Haymuli was yeah. getting a lot of a lot of snaps and Tafisi and Tafisi were the other guy, and then I saw Carson Bruner moved back inside like we had mentioned before, and he and Drew Fowler were the third team middle linebackers. And Ben Hines was getting a and lot Ben of Hines was getting reps too. Yeah, because I, I thought Ben Hines made a huge step in spring. I think he's just a yep. guy that they inherently trust. And Rubaraki Fuavai yep. it, it was also in there. He's a walk-on from O'Day that's, I think, second or third year in the program. Right. So, so they do have a bunch of guys that are there. And, again, and we, talked, bodies, about, we yeah. talked about Bruner and McDonald being swing guys that they value because of their versatility and their, and their football IQs. So they have a way of being able to mitigate some of this stuff. But, yes, losing four inside linebackers like that was not part of the plan. It's like when, you, when they lost five wide receivers. That's not part of the plan Yeah. when you see all those guys leave after the season. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things that happens, and you got to deal with it. I think this, again, is, is where things like the transfer portal are going to play a bigger and bigger role because you don't, you don't anticipate some of these things happening Yet the portal is mm-hmm. it, it can provide instant relief, not not instant instant but, like in the season, but you can certainly and, pick up someone right afterwards the season, and then you can get them going, get them up to speed right away for the following if, season. If you include the four guys who are out currently, um, when I'm say that I'm talking of Calvert, Tupatala, um, and then the two guys. Uh, you, so, yeah, are you and Latu? Latu. Washington was going to have eight guys, yep. at, or nine guys, at middle linebacker if you include Bruner as well. Yeah. So at middle linebacker, so now you're down to five. And that's kind of where you want to be, actually, is five or six. Yeah. And I think Drew Fowler has the ability to earn a scholarship. I he's think rangy he's a enough. Really good player. And the other thing I would say, too, Scott, is that depending on whether, you know, we can talk about the diff- the, the, the extra defensive linemen that they put in the box like they did in spring. They've done more of that. You know, depending on how they want to use this and utilize the the nickel and those kinds of things, guys like Bookie Radley-Hiles, mm-hmm. Cam Fabiculanen, those guys, they can get in the box. They can cause mm-hmm. some problems. And so they have other bodies. We, Dominique Hampton, for instance, he's a big enough guy. He can play. He can play in those down in the box. He can come down. And they also talked about Cooper McDonald being able yep. to move inside as well. Yeah. So McDonald and Bruner were the Ma- two guys. McDonald that- was originally recruited to play middle linebacker. Exactly. Exactly. So they like, and, and obviously they liked what he could do outside too. So mm-hmm. his his value is getting bumped up all the time. Yeah. Because of what he can do and where he can play. But so I mean, for those who are worried about the middle linebacker, I wouldn't worry about it so much right now. I'm, I think they're they're okay because I don't think Ayu and and Latu were guys who are going to play very much this year. Well, the all. other thing is, is that both Ulafosio and Sermon have been Ironmen. Yeah. I mean, they they have never. I don't Knock that I can remember. Knock yeah. on wood. <laughs> yeah, but, but they've never they, they've never experienced any injuries that I can mm-hmm. tell, or anything that's taken them out yeah. of more than more than half a game or a full game. So um, you've got to keep you've got to keep them rolling. And doing those types of things. So, 
Hey, we're going to take a quick break right now. We've got obviously a lot more to talk about. Scott's going to really focus on the offense. I'll focus on the defense. But right now we're going to pay some bills, and we'll be right back with the guys from Dogman.com. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, this is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com. We're back. I'm here with Scott Eklund. We are recapping the first practice of fall camp 2021. We were out mostly in the East Field, uh, right outside Husky Stadium. And uh, big practice, a lot of the same stuff that we saw, uh, Scott, uh, that they were kind of working on in spring ball. They did more of that kind of side-by-side, full 11-on-11 stuff, teamwork. So they were getting as many reps um, in this particular practice that they were getting in an average uh, spring practice, for instance. Give me some highlights that you saw on the offense. Well, just to piggyback on what you were saying, I think you're going to see that throughout fall camp, what they call fall camp, which ends for us, at least, on the 21st. Right. And then even even for that week after the 21st, um, all the way up to the 28th, we could they could end up doing a lot of that too. Then we get into game week the following week. Right. So um, that being said, fr- first thing I noticed, Dylan Morris was on point all day. Yeah. He was right on the money with his throws. There are a few throws that he that he could have been put in a better spot, but for the most part, he was right on it. I thought he had a really good practice. Thought he looked like the de facto number one guy. And in fact, after. Um, practice, someone asked about the quarterback competition and when Jimmy Lake would like to have that settled. And he goes, um, and we our re- starter from last year returns. Dylan Morris is our starter. I, it's pretty settled to me. And so, but what not, not exactly how Jimmy or yeah. how Chris Peterson would no. have addressed it. So, or Sark or yeah. anybody that yeah. I can remember. This is the first time I've ever heard a coach come out and say a guy who's played four games is definitely your starter. I, 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 I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Good for him. I still think Del, I think Dylan Morris is the best quarterback on the roster right now. But he did also say that if Dylan Morris doesn't play well, if Patrick O'Brien plays better than him, there's a chance that Patrick O'Brien could be the starter. Right. But he said, as of right now, there's no quarterback battle. Yeah, it's no, and that's, Dylan Morris's job. Yeah, that was pretty fascinating. And again, yeah. I, I, the amendment is is important because bottom line is he still wants competition, and he still wants it to be fierce, and he still wants mm-hmm. to put that carrot out there for Patrick O'Brien to take yeah. it from from Dylan Morris or, if or he can. Sam Heward or Sam yeah. Heward. But the bottom line is, I don't remember in recent memory. Yeah a head coach at Washington ever saying the very, very first day of fall camp, oh, yeah, he's our starter. 
Mm-hmm. And and the way Jimmy said it, and it's hard, you know, we'll put out some videos later on today, but the way he said it almost made but, it sound like the question was, why would you even ask? Yeah, well, I mean, the, so the thing is, heading into Jake Locker's senior season, was there any question he was the starter? No. Heading into Keith Price's senior season, was there any question he was the starter? No. But we didn't have a thing where we thought there was a battle for right. the, the starting job. Yeah. This one, it sure seems like there's a battle for the starting job. So that's why I've still, I've, I maintained all along that I thought Dylan Morris would be the starter uh, September 4th against, uh, against Montana. And I feel like unless he gets hurt, he's a starter at Michigan. Right. That's my opinion. I've always felt that way. But I also was like, if he doesn't play well, if he craps the bed during camp, that Patrick O'Brien is a nice little fallback for them because he's got all that experience, right? Yeah. And so, anyway, getting off of Dylan Morris, um, I thought the receivers looked okay. They weren't great. I, Terrell Bynum had probably the best day of all the receivers. He was catching yeah. almost everything that he was thrown the, his he way. He had the one big splash play. Yeah, the one, and I, I noted that in my in my write. It was about a forty-five yard touchdown yeah. pass. Gets Kyler beat. Gordon got yeah. he stumbled. Or. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, Cameron Williams was a little late coming over, and Dylan put it right in the perfect spot for him to get yeah. catch it and go in for the touchdown. Um, thought he looked good. Jalen Millen was looking good, and then he drops that. I mean, I mean, it, it, he he was open by ten yards. Yeah, he had he was right at the sticks to get the first down. It was second and five. First down. Um, just hits him in the hands and drop. I don't think we saw him the rest of practice. Now, granted, it was the last uh, team period, but I don't think we saw him the rest of the way. Um, Jalen Polk looked okay. I thought Giles Jackson. I still think he's kind of figuring out yeah, how he's they certainly fit. Yeah, threw they, him right into threw, the mix. Yeah, they they did. They put him right in the slot. Yeah. Number so, zero was yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So Jabez Tanay, thick, looks really thick. Um, and I think he's going to be. That a good wasn't one. just the hoodie. No, it wasn't. He the had a hoodie. hoodie underneath his jersey. Yeah, he did. No, I'm talking more his lower body. It's okay. just you don't see that on a lot of guys. Taj Davis looks just long and lean. He looks awesome on the hoof. That guy looks like an absolute stud. Right. Uh, Romo Dunsey, I thought had a couple couple nice moments here and there, but he also had a couple that he didn't that he didn't make plays on. But other. Uh, Overall, I thought they the receivers looked pretty good. Sawyer Racadelli only had one pass that I saw thrown to him. Yeah. He might have had some on the other end that I couldn't see very well. I will note, too, Sawyer Racadelli looks like he's going to be the backup holder oh, to Race Porter. That doesn't surprise me at yeah. all. He's uh, got those kind of Yeah, I saw, I saw a couple reps with him. So. Offensive line, same starting offensive line that we've seen all through the season last year and all through spring. Um I still believe that MJ Ale and Nate Kalepo are going to battle for that left guard spot, but right now it's MJ Ale in that in that starting group. You also, and then the second offensive line is this, basically the second offensive line we saw in the in the first in the spring as well with Fautanu and Rosengarten at your two tackles. You have Bulo and Kalepo at the guards and uh, Corey Luciano. And then the third team offensive line was kind of mishmash between some walk-ons and, and scholarship guys. But um, I didn't see Owen Prentice get in at all or uh, R.J. Um, Worsh. I didn't see either of them get in, but uh, Garen Hatchett was your center. Miles Morale was your right guard. I was going to say, I, I think they like that rest. redshirt freshman group together. Yeah. Because I, you could make an entire offense. you got yeah. Rosengarten at the left tackle. Yeah, guard Memoir left, on the right left, tackle. And... and and guard Memelar at the at the left left guard, left guard. so yeah. 
that's kind of where you're what you're looking at as far as that. Um, and you're not going to see any movement. And for anybody who's wondering, well, why is this guy getting reps and that guy isn't? They're just it, they're really treating this like just an extended spring ball where they're experimenting and see who can handle and do different things. What players work but well together. Scott Huff likes to mix and match his guys and see who works best. But that's kind of what we saw. Running back uh, Richard Newton and um, Cam Davis got most of the first team carries, but Sean McGrew did get sprinkled in here. I saw a lot of Sam Adams. Yeah, Sam Adams. I don't know. I don't know why, but for some reason, I always saw twenty-eight rocking down the field. I'm like, okay, but not with the first team. No, no, no. I just I just saw him getting some carries. He was getting a lot of carries with the second unit and and things like that. So Kamari Pleasant got some carries with the second unit. Uh, JV on Sunday got a few carries with the first group. Caleb Berry got a lot of carries with the second group. So they were just kind of moving guys through and doing different stuff. Kate Otten looks like the absolute stud we all know he is. He had that one where he was spinning to catch it. Yeah, I was going to say, going back to the running backs for just a second. Mm Softy, of course, because this was right after he was talking about how it was kind of a no-brainer that mm-hmm. Dylan Morris is the starting quarterback. Softy was asked, so who's the starting running back then? No, that was Kim. Well, Kim was asking, yeah. then, but Softy said it's going to be hard because almost different guys were starting. Different yeah. He goes, yeah, you're going to have to basically account for all of them. Yep. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't give up the ghost on but who's going to start. Yeah, that's true, running but back. he did say that Richard Newton has, it, he goes, as long as he does what he's supposed to do, he will play a lot. Well, yeah, That's he, one thing he said. He said even in spring ball that he expected big things out of Richard Newton and that he had he had basically made a comeback. Yeah, um, and everything has shown because he was a healthy scratch yeah. last year because his he wasn't doing what he needed to do. But right. it sounds like it, that is that's all in the back in the past. In the past yeah. yeah. So um, trying to think, any other groups? Um, you know, as far as the special teams. They they just did a few things here and there at the end. Uh, Both the kickers form. made they, all their they made all their kicks. Yeah. yeah, from I think they were going like twenty five to like forty yards somewhere in there, and they were different yeah. hash marks and all that different. I'm stuff. sorry, I interrupted you with the yeah. tight ends. I was going to say it was nice to see Westover, uh, Mason West Woo! after both those that? guys getting basically didn't show up at yeah. all for for spring they yeah. were banged up or whatever it was nice to see both those guys a little disappointing i think quentin moore was dealing with something yeah so he didn't play as much yeah and devin culp i didn't see him very much either yeah so but that, again, i don't think once again i don't think people need to read anything into you know jimmy said if something's bad i'll tell you guys but yeah. otherwise but don't it, worry about yeah, it yeah and they won't be in full pads for another yeah. you know three days or so mm-hmm. so Two or three days at well, least. Well, there, there's one more day of just helmets. Yeah. And then at least two days of uh, shoulder pads. Yeah, like, like, like what Rick Newhouse will call light, light bulbs. bulbs. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, on the, uh, on, let's go to the defense. Yeah, I was going to say, on the defensive side of the ball, it was really interesting. Again, schematically, they were rolling out a lot of those, kind of going from three defensive uh, linemen to two, their kind of base nickel. And I saw one one time, one de- one interior. Yeah, one so time. sometimes they would so sometimes they would roll out of different things. What I actually really thought procedurally before we really get into the defense, I was really impressed that for a first practice, they really got a lot done. You didn't see a lot of whistles. Like when they were in the team drills, you didn't see a lot of false starts. You didn't see a lot of procedure issues. didn't see a lot of like personnel issues. It seemed like they were able to roll in and out of guys pretty quickly and do that. So I thought that meant that those guys had done a pretty good mm-hmm. job of, of getting prepared off the field to deal with their, their first practice. So I was impressed with that. But like I said, defensively, they'll roll in those three defensive linemen sometimes, and then um, they'll also do 
where they just go into their base nickel and have just the two defensive linemen as well. So there's a lot of mixing and matching, and, and you talked offensively, Scott, about how there was a lot of mixing and matching with certain guys in certain situations. Um, you know, for us, it's like, I mean, I saw situations where, you know, the safeties, you know, they would get, mm-hmm. you know, one guy would go down in the box, one guy would go back to the free safety spot. They Sometimes they would switch. Um, you know, um, Julius Irvin, I thought, oh. got a lot of time today. If, really, really did a nice job with the ones. If I had to name my players of the day, one on each side of the ball, yeah. Dylan Morris would be on one side, and and uh, Irvin would be the other guy. Yeah, no, he played a lot. He played a lot with Cameron Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I put them at the ones right now at the safety. I'd say Asa Turner and um, and who else? Alex Cook Alex played Cook, a bunch. He had a good day. He played a bunch as well. So it was good to see him come back because mm-hmm. he didn't play. Both those guys didn't play a lot in spring. I don't think Alex Cook. Played at all? Yeah, I was gonna. I don't Ace remember. Got a few. He got a little bit, little bit. But he was done basically after a couple weeks. But and then and then you've got those guys at nickel with Bookie Radley Hiles. You got Cam Fabiculanen, and then again, just like we talked about with um, with Charles Jackson getting thrown in the mix, all of those DBs got thrown in the mix. Did that surprise right away? Except for Devon Banks, who no. Who well, now Devon Banks, practicing. yeah, Devon Banks didn't practice. But if you talk about those other guys, if you talk about Zachary Spears, you talk about Dyson McCutcheon. You talk about Vincent Dunley. Um, those three guys played a ton. I, I was a little surprised by that. Um, not really, because okay. I think they've done that in the past. There were certainly certain periods that were install-type periods with, with Will Harris and Terrence Brown where you saw the veterans kind of showing those guys what to do and where to go. Like it was almost like kind of a walk-and-talk um, exits and O's, like a, like a chalkboard-type thing going on. So they're really getting thrown into the mix right away. Nunley... Looks great on the hoof. Mm-hmm. I mean, Spears is super long. He um, reminds me of his body style. Reminds me of Jordan Miller. The, yeah, the, it reminds me a lot of his. Yeah, between Miller and Keith Taylor for yeah. sure. Um, Nunley kind of reminds me a little bit of JoJo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get bigger. He's he has the potential of being another Don Hampton. Yeah, like, he has that potential. He's got like two ten. He could be play at two ten pretty easily. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously McCutcheon. He's a guy that they want to roll in with the with the nickels. And see where yeah. he can do there, but he also can play the he, corners. He play outside, yep. and uh, he came up a little gimpy on that one uh, pass play to that long one to Bynum that he was covering. Right, um, was a little gimpy, but didn't look like it was anything serious. And all those guys, all those freshmen that came out of spring that did such a great job. You talk about, you know, Covington or Elijah Jackson, James Smith, Michaela Steen. All those guys look great. Uh, Jacoby Covington had a had a club on oh, his left hand. Uh, left even hand, that. yeah. It was that was interesting. It was like just a big ball. Um, was so, and I think he, I don't know. I don't want to get too personal here, but I think he had to go to the bathroom during oh, practice, and so he handed someone like the glove for his other hand, so I think he could actually operate, manipulate. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want yeah. to think about what he was doing in there, but um, that was kind of funny. But I'll tell you what. So the there's two two picks thrown. One was um, was Heward through a, a pass. To Giles, I want to say, Jackson. was it Giles Jackson that was picked off by Elijah Jackson? And it looks like Giles was leaning outside. And yeah, Sam it threw, threw it, more it back inside. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of behind him a little bit. Yeah, it was actually a great play by uh, Elijah Jackson to come up with it because it was near the ground, um, and he came up with it. That was the first pick, and then the second one was was Sermon, Camden Sermon. He threw a ball that got tipped, and we talked about Drew Fowler yeah. as a guy mm-hmm. that can go inside outside. He showed his range by getting out in the flat. He tipped it. And then it went right to um, Casey Kitchen. 
Yeah, and so Casey Kitchen picked that off. So it was a good tip drill, um, well done there. But those are the only two picks of the day mm-hmm. that I can remember. Two picks, one long touchdown. That was pretty much it. Most everything else was kind of in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, overall, really good day. We talked a lot about the linebackers, so we don't really need to roll uh, too much there. Now the outside linebackers, holy moly. I mean, they were just mixing and matching all, all day long. Yeah. I mean, you had some sometimes where... You know, Ryan Bowman came out with the first team, and, and I think the other guy on the other side was Cooper McDonald. But then they were rolling in Jem- Jeremiah Martin. They were rolling in Savelle Smalls. Uh, See, I, didn't remember, I didn't remember seeing Savelle. So no, he that, was out yeah. there. He was out there, and then Jordan Lolohea was, was playing a bunch. And then Braylon Trice was playing a bunch as well. But, again, it was so trippy seeing eight and seeing that range. I was thinking, yeah, that's not Benning. i got to remind myself. Yeah. Um, but they've got a ton of talent out there. And then yeah. if you add in Zion coming in at some point during the season, um, that could oh. get really interesting. Because, again, as you go into the season and as, as guys get a little nicked up, because after the first game, you're, no one's going to be 100%. No. So to have a guy like that coming off your bench, Wow, that that could be very very important. Waves of guys. Exactly, that could yeah. be very very important. So um, I, I don't know if there's anything else yeah. really to add because I got to remind people we're, this is the first mile of a marathon. You and I and and Kim, we've we've got five more days of this in a row. So it's I know you guys are loving this. There's going to be six straight days of coverage uh, for practice every single day. Yep. Um, so we we got to. Kind of pace ourselves a little mm-hmm. bit. We got off to a good start. Um, hopefully, you're hearing the energy and the enthusiasm because it was a great practice. Um, I think they got a lot accomplished. But again, they're as as the coaches would say, they're in their underwear. They can only run around or do so yeah, much. I think Jimmy called it pajamas. Pajamas, yeah. yeah you, you know, I'm not certainly not going to hit anybody. They're trying to keep guys off the ground as much as possible, and even that's kind of hit and miss sometimes. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, again, special teams. All the guys kicked their field goals, made them. Uh, they look good there. Uh, on the punting, punting end, Race Porter hit some bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really interesting. You could see some of the gunner combinations they're working with. We know how good um, guys like Kyler Gordon are already that made their mark. But what about a gunner combination of Roma Dunze on one side and Dom Hampton on the other? Yeah. That, I was looking boys. at I was looking at that going yeah that could be interesting yeah or Bradley Hiles and I think Elijah Jackson was yeah one that they so had they've got a lot of talent obviously the athleticism and the physicality of the guys that they have in the skill positions can lend themselves in the cover game mm-hmm. so I think that's going to be something to watch as well uh, but overall great for per- first practice yeah. we, the you know un- un- unfortunately a couple disappointing notes um, with uh, Mickey Ayu and and. Um, but will lot to, but hopefully they're hopefully they'll yeah. come back at some point if mm-hmm. if everything works out. But uh, if not, wish them the best and and hopefully they can move on to the next chapter in their life. Yeah, I think Will Latu is a good kid overall. Um, and Mickey Ayu, I've never had any bad interactions with him when I talked to him before. So um, I hope they're able to figure things out on that end. And uh, whether they come back and continue a Husky football career or not, I hope that it works out for the best for them. Um, in the long run, so any more notes? Uh, not a lot. Um, you know, uh, you and I have been talking about things we're going to try and work on for as a, add add additional things that we're trying to work on. Um, I'm going to put together a new uh, first impressions newcomers like uh, uh, freshmen and transfers. Even though some of them have already been in the school, I want to just talk because I don't want to put so many in one and not many in another one. 
but then uh, and then veterans. I'm gonna do two different uh, articles um, on those guys, so keep an eye out for that. And then um, you were gonna put together something, weren't you? We were gonna do some first impressions of, of yeah. first day. If you want to do to do some of the offensive stuff, I could do some of the yeah. defensive stuff that we've laid out here. Um, flesh out our thoughts a little bit more yeah. um, via the written word instead of just <laughs> doing the verbal Spearing vomit, it. like we're, it. Yeah, yeah, like we're doing now. So, but I hope you guys uh, got a kick out of this stuff. I mean, it's it's fun to cover it, and um, uh, it's like just I said, fun to be back out. It is fun to be back. It feels in, normal, right? And, and it's funny too because we haven't we haven't worn jeans or pants since the beginning of since spring ball, and yet today it decided to kind yeah. of sprinkle on us a little bit. Well, I was telling people. I don't think I've worn pants in August, in, like jeans. I usually wear shorts or whatever. But since I was a little kid, yeah. I don't remember the last time I wore jeans or any kind of pants. Even even to like a wedding. I think I went to a wedding in shorts one time. It was just such a weird mix too because it was just a little lighty mist. Yeah. And then the, it seemed like there was kind of pseudo fog out there coming, rolling off the lake. And then you had the smoke. From all the stuff that's going on with the fires, it just made kind of a very weird, yeah. weathery yeah. type situation today. Especially when we were hitting close to ninety twenty four hours ago, and we set a record of one hundred and eight or one hundred and nine, whatever it got to be at the end of June. Yeah. So, and then we're expecting nineties later or midweek next week. So yeah, it's, it's like the football gods have decided. Weird. They've decided today you're getting a little bit of football yeah. weather. And, and frankly, it was nice. Yeah, I didn't want to stand out in 90-degree weather. I yeah. prefer to stand out in, what was it, probably upper 60s-degree weather probably. that we had. And, and I'll take that any day. Yeah, it was super pleasant. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It was super pleasant. It wasn't cold at all. It was not It like, was just a little bizarre. It wasn't like mid-40s and blowing wind when we're trying to be out there, too. So yeah. that, that one's way worse. Yeah. But I do not like, I do not do well in the heat. I don't like the heat. And so to have it in the upper 60s and just even if it wasn't because it really wasn't raining when we were here, it was more of just a little mist. And even then it wasn't really that much. But to be out under a cloud cover so I'm not having the sun beat down on me, I'll take that any day of the week. There you go. So we're done with our doing our little Harry Wappler. Yeah, imitation for those in the know. Thanks for listening. Yep, absolutely. And again, like I said, this is day one. We're going to be rolling through six days in a row to start off fall camp. Uh, this is the way they've scheduled it for us. Um, so it's going to be fun to cover it just to see kind of how they progress during this this first week. Because after the first week, then you really start to get into what we call the, the dog day, the dog yeah. days of fall camp. That's when it gets really interesting when they get the pads on and whatnot. So we're just starting out, guys. Um, again, six days straight of coverage. So just come back to dogman.com all the time because we're going to be rolling out some great coverage, and including these podcasts. So for Scott Eklund, this is Chris Fetters of dogman.com. Go dogs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.